This is the Think Queerly podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele, where queer thought, leadership, personal growth, and LGBTQ social justice intersect. On the podcast, I talk about the unique socio-cultural contributions that LGBTQ plus people offer humanity, and I critique the status quo by challenging rigid ideologies, heteronormativity, and prejudice, while offering solutions to create a more diverse, loving, and accepting world. So before we get started, a bit of housekeeping. I just want to draw your attention to a couple of things that you may or may not be aware of. So last episode, I mentioned that I've changed the name of the podcast now to Think Queerly, and I want that to better connect with my publication on Medium of the same name. Now, I publish a lot of my work on Think Queerly, but I also publish other authors from the Medium platform that are speaking about LGBTQ social justice issues and personal growth and and queer thought leadership. So I came up with this, at least for me, it's really fun. And I love the idea by my logo for Think Queerly. It had a pen through the word think to be in place of the letter I. So I've updated that. So on the publication, it's a fountain pen. And that has a lot of meaning for me in that I write best by hand, especially when journaling with a fountain pen. And I find that really helps me connect more deeply to the the truth of what I'm trying to say, or especially if I'm trying to work something out, a bigger, deeper idea on paper, I have an easier time. It's even easier just the flow of handwriting on the physicality of writing I find so much easier and more natural more fluid because of the nature of the fountain pen itself so for the podcast I swapped out the fountain pen for one of those classic retro microphones and I love the microphone for what it stands for it reminds me of you know past 50 years more ago when listening was so much more important and it was a dominant form of communication and this is even a time before television or even early television when maybe people didn't have a television because it was so expensive but they had a radio or they could be somewhere in public and listen to an announcement over radio and that meant people had to stop and literally drop everything to pay attention to what was being said so that they could also hear what was what was being said without any loss of um, what was being said in transmission. The final thing I want to mention is that I'm trying to better marry both the podcast with my articles that I publish on Medium. So going forward, I will probably publish on darrensteel.com just the podcast and the show notes, but you can also get that directly by going to thinkqueerlypodcast.com and you'll see just the episodes. And you can now choose to listen to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Google Music. Uh, there are so many different players that you can now listen to the Think Queerly podcast on. But when you go to thinkqueerly.com, which is the direct address for my Medium publication, Any of my future articles that are also being recorded as a podcast, I will be able to integrate the two. I will be able to have an actual player embedded within the article so you could listen to it, 
or you could read it. And that's basically all I got to let you know before we get started. So let's get into today's episode. It's about the secret that lives in the closet and internalized prejudice, or what is sometimes also called homophobia. Now, in a previous article, I had written the following. Identity suppression should be a hate crime. For every government, culture, or religion that has attempted to suppress inborn human characteristics and freedom of expression, there is a person who is dying on the inside. There is a person who has been killed by political or religious ideology in the hands of closed-minded, indoctrinated, faith-based individuals. There is a person who has taken their own life after years of trying to fit in, after years of trying to hammer themselves into a square slot as a misfitting cylinder. Now, as a cis gay male and as a white male, I cannot profess to know the uniqueness of the closet for lesbians or gender dysphoria for trans people or the issues of being a person of color living in a society that is fearful. I define myself as well as queer in political terms, but what of the person who identifies as non-binary or genderqueer or gender fluid and so on? Their experience is their own, and I can only seek to describe my challenges and perceptions from how I self-identify and hope that you, the listener or the reader, can relate from your own perspective and frame of experience. Now, last year, in 2018, I published a post called The Internalized Homophobia of Straight-Acting Gay Men. And this was a nod to the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia, which is a worldwide celebration of sexual and gender diversities on Thursday, May 17th, 2018. I believe it's always the Thursday in May, uh, third week of each year. Now, that article was most definitely on the side of creating division, and I've certainly changed my approach since then. You know, it did put some people on the defensive and some of the comments were just basically people thinking, well, how can you say this? This isn't right. Or just making a statement without trying to engage in some of the truthfulness of what I was discussing. So gay men who struggle with their gayness and or present purposefully as straight acting need empathy because in most cases, they're not happy with who they are. They need empathy for themselves. And I've spoken a lot more about this in podcast uh, 39, Forgiveness and Acceptance of Internalized Homophobia. So how does this internalized homophobia, this internalized self-prejudice, you know, in this case for gay men, how does that affect other LBTQ plus individuals? You know, we're taught growing up and, and even when into adulthood that we are the other, that somehow we don't belong, you know, that we can't cross the gender divide, perhaps. And to do so is a form of weakness or extreme otherness. And straight acting gay men are struggling with self-acceptance and personal forgiveness, but they're also trapped on the surface level of, of both 
physical appearance and mannerisms, you know, what's expected of them, how they're supposed to behave and and show up uh, in the eyes of others and society at large. Now, beauty, they say, is fleeting, right? So if physical beauty is ephemeral, then I think it's important that we focus on the quality of our nature, our authenticity, who we are on the inside, and seek to be the best version of ourselves on the outside, regardless of what people think of us. Coming back to gay men, I don't believe that straight-acting gay men don't have the desire to be authentic. Instead, they're either ignorant or fearful of that possibility. See, many so-called straight-acting gay men haven't been given the freedom to let themselves live fully out of the closet to explore different mannerisms and characteristics that could be classified as more feminine or to express what scares the fuck out of them and and completely own it without any shame, without any compression of self-expression. So in this case, they are indoctrinated to align themselves with the so-called man box culture which is a rigidly enforced system of the patriarchal status quo, straight acting hurts all of us as a label and as a powerful reminder of the masculine dominance and and privilege that acting straight and all masculine like a man provides. There's also a huge emotional distance that men are taught to keep from other men that makes them very much alone. They find it difficult, and this is not all men, but men that are trapped within aspects of this hyper-masculinity, for example, who can they then lean on? Because if they were to lean on someone in times of crisis, they might appear weak. And so we see within our LGBTQ culture, and specifically in gay male culture, many straight-acting gay men who are just as hateful and defensive and afraid of difference as their hyper-masculine straight male counterparts and or anyone else who challenges gender and sexual norms as not being acceptable in polite society. Now, all of this is like a really big puzzle, you know, the kind that's got hundreds of pieces. And we look too closely at a single puzzle piece of a partially completed puzzle, we can't comprehend what the complete picture will look like, especially if maybe we didn't have the cover of the puzzle box and we're just going piece by piece to see what fits. Now, it's like the expression, not being able to see the forest for the trees, We can't perceive all the pieces working together in perfect harmony when they're individual pieces. That single piece of the puzzle may be one of like hundreds. And that's hardly representative of the whole, but it is part of the whole. So we are creatures of habit. We know and we trust and expect that all these pieces should be in the box. And I'm speaking metaphorically here. That we should be able to connect all of the pieces and complete the puzzle of who we are, of who the other person is that we're connecting with. We need to actually step away from the individual pieces, from what we've put together, 
to see the bigger picture, right? And that's the forest through the, through the trees example. Each puzzle piece is unique and different from all of the others. And no two pieces will perfectly fit in the exact spot. So if you get the wrong one in the wrong place, it's going to look messed up. And what makes us unique as individuals are how we are put together. We are wonderful and complex. Each of us are a puzzle unto ourselves. And then we further connect and integrate as members of a group, of a tribe, of a society, of a nation. We become the pieces that make up the fabric, the pieces of that community that we live in. And without all the pieces fitting together as a whole, we can't witness the complexity, the beauty, the uniqueness that brings us the satisfaction of having figured it all out. People will often call the United States of America a melting pot culture. And I actually think that does not celebrate diversity. Because by fitting in, by melting in, becoming uniform with the stew, the melting pot, by fitting in, you are disappearing yourself. You're lost in the status quo the homogenized milk. By fitting in, you're being anything but queer. You know, integrating, bringing your uniqueness to benefit the greater whole and belonging, which is being accepted for who you are without judgment or limitation, is how we embrace diversity. For many people, perhaps so much of this pushback against LGBTQ, against otherness, against this Me Too movement, against so many things that are showing up, is that diversity can be initially uncomfortable. And that's okay. We do need to be mindful of both sides, the people that don't understand and the people who do get it and the people who are feeling othered and the people who are part of the status quo. Discomfort simply means that you are challenging the status quo or that you are part of it and you are seeing something that hasn't been in your line of sight or hasn't even been in your periphery. The status quo is never fixed. It's always changing in some way. Even though there are certain ideologies that would prefer the status quo to remain exactly the way it is written in a particular text and never changing. But people change, the times change, technology changes, society changes, globalization happens, climate change happens, and we simply cannot ever stay the same. It's just human nature to not want to change. It's human nature to want things to remain static but that will be the death of humanity or the death of cultures or the death of nations. So this complicated puzzle is just a simple metaphor for life. You know, each piece comes together to make us who we are. And it's not to say that we are so simplistic as a 250-piece puzzle. You know, the status quo, as I said, wants to have as few variants as possible and would like to keep us contained in the proverbial puzzle box, only to be assembled when needed. And when we pull back far enough from only being able to see the shape that defines each individual piece, 
you know, if you're down on the ground, putting that puzzle together, and you've got that one piece, and you can really see it clearly, and then you stand up, maybe even you stand on a table, you get to see perhaps more of the outline, more of the entire picture. You get to know, ah, I know what this is all about. Now that helps me to get right back into focus and work on the individual pieces, the aspects of privilege, the aspects of hypermasculinity, the aspects of diversity, the next piece that helps us accept different races, the next piece that helps us build more bridges and dialogue, even when we don't agree with each other. We no longer see the individual pieces and the separation of the spaces in between each one. Instead, we see the picture as a seamless whole. All the pieces belong together. That's the diversity of a puzzle. In this way, we might have a sense of how our life pieces fit together, our history, our stories, our family, our experiences, our life-changing moments, our loves, our losses, our nationality, our age, our skin color, our sexual and gender identifications. So when someone meets you for the first time, they only see the picture of who you are from a distance. They see the landscape that makes up the uniqueness that is you. Whether or not they accept that uniqueness at first glance. And it is within this landscape of possibility that we want to explore what it means to live out authentically, freely, who we are as LGBTQ people. To use our creative uniqueness to make an impact as evolutionary leaders of a better and more loving humanity. In other words, our freedom lives outside of the box with each of our pieces intimately connected, proudly displaying all that we are. Thank you for listening. I'm Darren Steele. And if you would like to uncover the best of who you are, the best of who you already are, and lead yourself and others from your creative genius and uniqueness to be the change you want to see in the world, head on over to darrensteele.com and click on the Work With Me page. Until next time, think queerly and be proud.